Well, it was a, uh, a busy, busy weekend for our friend Pastor Dewey Modi at the uh, Edgewood Revival. He's with us on a Monday morning. That's a good sign. How are you, brother? Well, we missed you. We were hoping we would see you and Laura, but you were busy, too. Swing and a miss. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry we couldn't make it out, but uh, we had things going on, and I'm just uh, delighted. How to tell, me, tell us how it went. Yeah. You were down there in El, El Paso, wasn't it? Yes, sir. We were uh, we were at the uh, Guiding Star Banquet uh, and then uh, had conversations with friends about uh, doing the same type of a ministry in uh, in Central New Mexico. So we'll we'll see where God leads on that one. But, uh, but I'm really curious about the uh, about the revival and how it all went. Well, I put Laura and Dan before me because of the work you're doing down there, and we're praying over that. And uh, we did miss you, but we know you're working so hard for our Lord. And then even before talking about Edgewood, uh, Dan, it would not be right of me to take a moment and just reflect a bit on 9-11. Yeah. A greatest attack on our homeland. You think of 9-11, you think of Pearl Harbor. And Um, I think what has happened over a period of time, like it does with Americans and just with people all over, we forget, we think we remember, but we don't dig deep enough. Uh, Joel Rosenberg has an excellent post at FGGAM on reflecting on 9-11. But see, Dan, I'm of the mind that that attack changed America forever and has never recovered, Mm -hmm. and um, it has gone down further. Uh, there was such an outburst of patriotic uh, patriotism there after 9-11, and then that yes. was forgotten about. But that uh, attack changed America forever for the bad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, 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 but you did see for one moment. You saw what could happen if both sides of the aisle actually cared about America then then they would act in America's best interest rather than their own best interest as politicians. You saw that on uh, after September the 11th, but you're right. Some of the things have changed. Uh, in particular, I'm going to focus on one thing here, the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act was unconstitutional and un-American. And it, made, it sent a signal that said, hey, we're afraid. And I, I hated that. I absolutely hated that. Well, those... That, what you mentioned right there, my brother, who I love very much, is one of the things that changed us forever and caused so much discourse and mistrust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we invented enemies in our own minds, I guess, after that. I don't know. But uh, I'm, 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 I'm stealing your thunder here, and forgive me for that. But I, I want you to continue with this thought and, and how you feel that it changed America. Mm-hmm. Well, brother, you don't steal my thunder. You're my brother, (laughs) who I love more than, you know, I don't know if you'll ever know how much I love you until we get to glory, but um, it it changed us economically Mm -hmm. and forever. Um, It it caused economic collapse in this country. It caused fear in man, very much fear, and then caused hate, Mm -hmm. which we're still experiencing today. Uh, many things. It's a time for me, anyhow, today when I was out putting up the flag. I put up the flag. I have the flag every day flying at my house. Bless you. Because my country has been so good to me. Mm-hmm. My country was founded by God. I fly the flag in remembrance of 
all those who have given their lives for this country, all those who have defended this country, all those that died in Pearl Harbor and 9-11, and all those who have died in attacks by the enemy. I think what has happened to the American people is we've become quite shallow, and that also includes Christians. Our belief has become quite shallow, mm. and we are, we are suffering this day, my brother, from shallow minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good thinking, brother. That is good analysis. You're absolutely right. Uh, I think of those passengers on that uh, on that jet that that they themselves pulled in, pushed into the ground in Pennsylvania, and the and the last words of that young the young husband and father, "Let's roll." That that was a became kind of a. Uh, a, a cry, sort of like "Remember the Alamo" or "Remember Pearl Harbor." Let's roll, uh, because here was an Amer- a group of Americans who were willing to sacrifice themselves for others—people that they didn't even know. They sacrificed themselves for 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 the United States of America because they figured out what was going on. They realized that they were right in the midst of a plane that was going to be crashed into some other uh, some other place in Washington. And they instead took that plane over and put it into the ground themselves. They gave their own lives, and we have seen that over and over and over in America. But somehow or another, do we? Uh, most Americans, since that point in time, and, I, and I'm glad you brought this point up, we hunkered down and we covered up, and we care about number one, and that's it, rather than caring about our neighbors. Oh, you got my mind going six thousand ways right now. You got another six hours. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> I was telling I was telling folks at the revival on Sunday we it just rolled and I thought my golly I wish I still was doing Dewey and Friends on TV, but Dan one thing that was came through my mind when you were talking, and you're going to have to help me with this because my Sharon and the kids always laugh at me because I always mess this up. What is the name of that movie that came out with Kevin Costner, the true story of the black women at NASA? who helped with all the mathematics and putting uh, John Glenn into space. What's the name of that movie? Hidden Figures. Yes. Now, here, one thing you said, well, let's roll. John Glenn, um, just, uh, just, uh, I just love that, man. But here's the thing. If people, what's it called again? Hidden Figures. Yeah, I'm sounding like Larry Moss did toward the end there when I'd interview him on the radio. Um, if people would watch that movie, it will make you weep mm-hmm. for what white people did to black people. Yes. How awful, yes. how awful we were to black people. You don't have to tell me that because mm-hmm. I witnessed it. And my aunt and uncle adopted black children out of the ghettos of Minneapolis. I know how the white man has been and still mm-hmm. is so mean to black people. Mm-hmm. White people, many, are still racist. But yes. anyhow, those women fought great odds. And the one in particular there, I think her last name was Johnson, Mrs. Johnson, who's mm-hmm. still living. I think she's 98. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, is responsible for John Glenn uh, going up and coming down safely. Mm -hmm. And they fought great odds. They fought the white man to succeed. And my point in bringing this up is they have the courage to do what is right and did it without violence. They did it with their brains Mm -hmm. and put America into space. Mm 
what have we become? We've become a, become a nation of hate, division. I talked about this at the revival, and so did Pastor Caleb Cooper. The only way that we're going to win this battle for the Church and for God, for Jesus in America, is not denominations, but unity in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, Laura and I were talking about monuments in Washington, D.C., and I haven't seen all of them. I have not. I've seen a few of them, and I thank God for the opportunities I've had. But there's one that just always stands out to me, and that's when I go to the Vietnam, the Vietnam Memorial, to that wall, because there is a statue there of a white man, a black man, a Hispanic man, arm in arm, brothers in arms, who fought not for uh, some cause, not for probably really not even for the flag, but they fought for one another. And that's where the church, the body of Jesus Christ, needs to be right now. We need to fight for one another, for the cause of Christ. Together we can do that and make just a huge difference in this country. Uh, Dan, the revival ended in a, in a big bang. I, you know, it's just powerful movement of the Holy Spirit. You know, I can tell you that starting uh, Saturday afternoon, the winds picked up in Edgewood. The Holy Spirit moved in, and uh, by the time 5 o'clock rolled around, we had that pavilion filled, hmm. and the Holy Spirit moved, and the message was the love of Jesus and unity in the body of Christ and quit the division and quit this denominational wall thing. Amen. Amen. Oh, we need to stand together. There's no doubt about that. Those who love the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, those who are his own, need to stand together. This is It's too late in the day for us to fight one another. Hey, brother, I just wanted to tell you that um, it was really the first time I really got into an in-depth talk with Pastor Caleb Cooper. I want to say that I just thank the Lord for this man him and his wife and small children traveling around uh, New Mexico, all 33 counties, and into Arizona, and off to Washington, D.C., and everything they're doing for our Lord Jesus Christ and the body of Christ. I really am so thankful for Pastor Caleb. He is a man that's put it all on the line, all on the line for Jesus. Amen. Amen. He's, he's, I've just heard nothing but good things about the messages he's brought in county by county by county. And I thank God for this young man and, and, and how God's using him. Well, I love you, brother. I love you very much. I'm thankful for the, uh, the report about what took place in Edgewood. Any, any last thought on, uh, on this past weekend? God, I know we'll address it again. Well, you got me all wound up. Now you're going to hang up on me? No, I won't hang up at all. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to let you go. I got about I got about six hours in me. I just wanted to say that <laughs> one thing that I was uh, blessed was the fact that as the Holy Spirit moved, because you know me good enough, I might have my things that I think I should do, but God can change that up, or I can change my message. God can tell me what to do. And one thing He showed me throughout the revival is. Um, God would just have me call people up and give their testimony mm. or call on them to pray. Yeah. And I think that is really one of the awesome things that happened during the revival is that, Dan, 
as you and I have said for years, being in radio, everybody has a story. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, what was uh, what was the most uh, impactful from your perspective? And I hate to put it that way. I don't know, but one the one testimony or story that really stood out to you, and you really felt, man, that was. There were, I'm sure they were all God sent. I'd be careful how I phrase everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, what was the one that really hit you at the heart? Well, I put about three or four into one. Okay. It was what was after Shonda Savage spoke, and Shonda has a prison ministry. I mean, it's a ministry that is needed in New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, she was there with her husband, Eldon, from Lubbock, Texas, traveled at their own expense to come and mm-hmm. talk to us. Shonda writes at fggam.org, so the listeners of the Hub can get a taste of Shonda at fggam.org. But Shonda gave her testimony about her son, Stephen, being arrested for murder and then sentenced to 20 years. Stephen did not commit the murder, but he was a witness to the murder and failed to act on what was taking place and thus was sentenced in part of, of that. Um, you have to hear Shonda's story on that. But anyhow... She talked about how people do not talk about this sort of thing in church and about how many Christians, you know, have loved ones in prison and don't talk about it and hide it and and just don't get it out there. So four people then, during that time period, came forward and gave their testimony about their son or daughter being in prison. Wow. Okay. So this is uh, like what you just said. This is this is a problem that's not really being addressed in the state. Well, what was really cool, Dan, is when the people started talking about it and gave their testimony. You could see healing because we just didn't leave them. Healing started to take place in them, and they felt, uh, you know, felt at peace to be able to share it. And then Shonda, the rest of the revival was. Her time was taken up talking to them and other people then that became interested in helping her, or how do we do this in New Mexico? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what a great thing, that God moved her to come here, and he had a plan and a purpose she didn't know, and uh, opened up a door to ministry to people in a way that maybe, she, probably she couldn't even, uh, couldn't even imagine herself. Mm-hmm. And I guess the other, one of the things where the Lord blessed me, because revival's all about each of us reviving our hearts. It starts with us. But this lady came up to me and says, I'd like you to meet uh, nine-year-old Logan here. He wants to be a pastor. Mm, so I got my picture taken with Logan, and we got to talk. And so there was a nine-year-old that showed up, uh, Logan Burns of Edgewood, that wants to be a pastor. And that was a huge blessing to me. It tickled me pink. Isn't that, isn't that, doesn't that provide, just really put hope in your heart? to hear about a young person in this day and age who wants to uh, wants to be one of God's ministers. I think that's awesome. Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> Talk about putting fire in the heart of an old guy. That'll do it to you, Dewey. That's it, brother. That's it, brother. So we're, uh, we're making plans to, sh- to have ice cream out in Edgewood, Edgewood soon here. Oh, you and Logan, huh? Me and Logan. That's a great idea. He needs a the young, young pastoral candidate needs a needs a uh, a mentor. That's a good thing, Dewey. It's a very good thing. So with revivals, I always tell people, brother, expect the unexpected. Yeah, that's the truth. That is the truth. So how does this fire you up for November, and what's going to happen in Wyndham? 
Well, let me uh, come up for air first, brother. <laughs> well, I mean, this just has to really light your fire here to to be ready to go. I would just say that it just keeps, God keeps showing me, expect the unexpected. You just, you don't have to know everything like I don't write, know, uh, know everything for Wyndham. I don't know how I'm getting there yet, but I know I'll get there. All the speakers are in alignment. Um, we're all set to go. But uh, how it fires me up, well, I that whole thing about little Logan coming up on Saturday and just all the things that I witnessed and all the things that God is going to be doing in Wyndham November 10th and 11th, I just continue to be in awe of, of God. And, Dan, I keep doing that thing. I just got to keep telling myself because uh, just keep walking that road in my my favorite saying is, you know, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> well, so far, brother, I think you're on a good track. <laughs> Let God lead. Let God lead, brother. Let God lead. Amen to that. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to ask people to start praying for how God wants you to go, because I know that's not really a matter of, uh, the most important thing is a matter of what God wants. That's what your, uh, that's what your concern is, I know. You know, Mark Grothy was out there with the hip-hop revival. Mark, you know, gave us the sound system to use, and he was out there from the start to the finish. And during the hip-hop revival, one of the one of his guys said, you know, well, I'm not going to do uh, speak so fast here for you older folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went up to him afterwards and said, you know, I forgive you for saying that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Probably, probably a good idea that he slowed it down for you. Older yeah. folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark was a tremendous, tremendous help uh, at the revival. I mean, that man was there from around 6.30 till after 8 o'clock. We went till 8 o'clock um, Saturday night. Yep, we sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good to hear the, the good report about what God did at the uh, revival over the weekend in Edgewood. Thank you, Dewey, for sharing that, uh, sharing it all and uh, letting us uh, kind of hear what God was up to. All right, brother. Thank you for your time today. I, I do not take this for granted. You bless me uh, every day by calling me. Thank no, you. No, we, you, you we, we are blessed. We're the blessed ones. Bless you, Dewey. Talk to you tomorrow morning. Yeah. Love you. Bye-bye. 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 Pastor Dewey Modi with his news and views here on the Hub of New Mexico. Finding out about the revival in Edgewood. And I would ask you to, to pray today. Pray right now that God would show Dewey exactly what he wants him to do as far as travel plans. You know, one of the things that was really, really interesting when Dewey went out to uh, Minnesota a year ago was the hearing about the, the ministry opportunities that God opened up on the way out in the car and then on the way back. And now he's kind of thinking, well, it could fly. It's November, after all. We're heading up to Minnesota. Tough time of the year sometimes. So just pray that God gives him wisdom and uh, that, I mean, God has some divine appointments already set, whether that's uh, travel on, on the ground or travel in the air. So just pray for that for the days ahead. Thank you, Dewey, for sharing about the revival in Edgewood here on the hub of New Mexico.